Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get it done if you like the show. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. Friend, we're back. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon here on the river, and it's been about a month, but we're knocking out Tuesdays with Tata today, aren't we, Tata? Yes, we are. Finally, we recovered our health. (laughs) We did. We had a long stretch of illness and travel and all kinds of things. But we are very glad to be back with you today, friend. Tata, it's good to see you. Good to see you. Beautiful day here. It is. It's it's been delightful. We've been watching a little golf. We had a nice trip to Boulder, Colorado this week. Well, yes. And uh, I want to thank you again for taking me and letting me see that. I've never experienced anything like that in my life. And what Tata's speaking of is we went to record the audio book for my new book, Hope is the First Dose, which releases on July 25th. And Tata went uh, with Lisa and I and sat in the studio for two days while I recorded, three days while I recorded. Uh, it was a little bit of work, isn't it, Dad? It is. It, it was it, it was very hard for you. Yep. When you, and friends, when you read the book, you'll understand why. Or if you listen to the audio book, it, you'll, right. you'll understand why. When we podcast, nobody gets upset if a dog barks or no. if we laugh or if we <laughs> yeah. you know, crack something up. But on the audio book, the expectation is that you read the book with every word as it was in print and no extraneous noise and sound. And, and it's almost like a performance in a sense because you know, your desire is for every sentence to come across to the reader's ear just like you intended it to sound in their head when you wrote it. That's right. And so it creates a bit of, uh, it's stressful, I would say. Um, The other bit of news that was interesting while we came out, uh, June 1st, the um, German version of I've Seen the End of You released from uh, Franka Buch, and we're excited and grateful for that. So if you're listening in Germany and you haven't read I've Seen the End of You, it's available in your country in that beautiful German language. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. That's pretty cool. What are we going to talk about today? Well, I just want to talk about Elijah, but one of the things that I just want that was been on my mind and on my heart is, and you and I have talked about this several times, this is June. Yep. Mid-year. Amazing. I have no idea where the time has gone. I don't either, Dad. It's, uh, It's flying by. But and so what? I, what I would say, in thinking about that, friends, if you if you on, in January, if you decided that you would or you would not, or you or you would do or you do not, and you you've been successful with God's help, God bless you. That's right. But if you said to yourself, "What's the point? 
Well, then you still have an opportunity because it's still 2023. That's right. Even though it's mid-year. Yeah, we're not even halfway through until the end of this month. So you got more time left than you've spent. That's right. That's correct. That's correct. But again, as I said, I wanted to talk. I thought about talking about Elijah, and the Lord put that on my heart because if and if you haven't read that in a long time, I would suggest that you do that. Um, and I, that, that and that is so amazing to me to think about that. Just just today, I think, or maybe it was yesterday, I had a survey from a friend of ours, Max Licato, Yeah. named the book, and he was writing about Elijah. Yeah. I thought that was I thought that was amazing. Yeah. Not coincidental. No, of course not. It, it was God's timing. He put it on your heart. That's, That's right. right. But I was thinking about this for a month, <laughs> and I'm sure Max was thinking about that a lot longer. But, but anyway, that that was where that's where I was. But to think, I just want to talk to you a little bit about the man Elijah. Just think about what he did. He, and and Elijah, to refresh your memory, was a prophet, and he God spoke to him, and he spoke for for God. So he was God's mouthpiece to the children of Israel. That's right. So he delivered messages that were not his own. And one of the things that he did that's so, that's so stunning, and if you haven't read that, need to go and read that exactly word for word. <clears throat> he, he assembled the, the prophets of Baal. Yeah. Who, 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 and, it was, and one of the notes was that they dined at the, the king's and the queen's table. Yes. So maybe they were guests of Jezebel. I don't know. That she was the queen. Yeah, that's and right. And then there were others. There were four hundred other prophets. Uh, Asherah, I think. But the, the, the prophets of Baal came. They met with uh, Elijah, and he assembled them all together to offer sacrifices. Yeah. And they and they were given first choice. They had the first bet. Had the best of the offering, and they had they had the first choice to make the offering. Yeah. And so and. and well, the first part of of First uh, Kings eighteen talks about where they where the prophets of Baal were calling on Baal till noon, yeah, and nothing, nothing happened, and then they called all day long. They even cut themselves, and they were bleeding, yeah. and they were jumping up and down, and 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 Ezekiel was making fun of them, saying, "Well, maybe your God is asleep." Yeah, or maybe he's out. Maybe he's taking care of some business. That's right. Maybe he's busy. Yeah, that's right. But anyway, and then he he offered to sacrifice himself. Uh, Elijah did that. Then he he and he put it all together, and then he called on God to 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 deal with it. Yeah. And fire came from God and, just, and it destroyed it all. That's right. Even including the altar that's and right. the water that was surrounded, and they poured water on the. On the sacrifice and the altar for three times. That's right. So it was soaking wet. So he was making the point that their God was powerless and absent. And that's their God correct. Could even burn up a wet offering. Yes, that's that's exactly. I had the water that yep. was in the trench around the around the altar. Yep, burned up too. But then Ahab, who was the king, told Jezebel what. And then, well, there's one part that I left out that that. Uh, uh, Elijah had the the false prophets of Baal seized, and they took them to a different place and slaughtered them. Yeah, uh, it sounds kind of gory, but that's what happened. Well, they were leading people astray. They were 
400 prophets of Baal, 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of Asherah. That's right. And they were leading the people astray. That's correct. And God said, that's not the way. That's, that's, that's exactly what it said. But, but look at verse, in chapter 19, uh, one of the things that Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah and said, well, the same thing's going to happen to you. I'm going to kill you. You killed, you killed my prophets and I'm going to kill you. And look, look what he said. Look in verse 3. Then he was afraid. Isn't that something? Yeah. He was afraid. And he ran for his life. Yeah. Have you ever run from, for your life? I actually have. In Iraq. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you have. Well, I recall when I was, a, when I was much younger that uh, one morning my grandfather woke me up and said, you're time to get up. Your dad's making coffee. And then he came back and shook me again and said, no, let's get out of here. The house is on fire. Oh, my word. Yeah. So, and the, but he went back in the house and helped my dad put out the fire. Oh. But I ran for my life. I was standing outside barefooted in my pajamas. Wow. In the middle of the night. Wow. So you never know. But anyway, just think about this man. He had just, he, he had performed a miracle by the direction of God. He had called on God. God had performed a miracle. But he, he was there. He saw that happen. And he saw what happened to the people. The people of Israel said, yes, this is, this is God. That's right. And they knew that they had been sinful. And they knew that they had, been, they had erred in their ways and that they were worshiping idols. That's right. And they were, worshiping, they, were, they were going a different way that God had told them to do. So <clears throat> what you have... When Ahab told Jezebel what happened, she sent a message to, to, messenger to him and said, well, I'm going to kill you. And, and he ran. He ran for his life because he was afraid. That's right. After what he had seen. That's right. Now think about, think about yourself or think about us. If we had just witnessed that and we'd had a part in it, would we have ran? Yeah, he, he forgot that God had just demonstrated his faithfulness his presence and his power against those prophets. And somehow he thought that the queen was too powerful for God to deal with. That's right. Right in the same moment. That must be frustrating for God when he does something in our midst and then the next time the same situation comes up, we forget. That's right. But look what James said hundreds and hundreds of years later. James said... James was talking about prayer, mm-hmm. and he made a statement that the, the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. Yeah. And he prayed fervently that it might not rain, and for three and a half years it didn't rain. Then That's he right. prayed later that it did rain. That's right. So who was this man? He was a prophet, Yes. But he was also, James said, he's a, he was a person just like us. Like us. Same nurture, nature. That's right. So he could get caught up in his fears and forget where his power comes from, just like we do. Yes, that's correct. And, and if you follow, that, follow, follow the whole line there, because when he, when, in chapter 19 of 1 Kings, then he was afraid and he rose arose and ran for his life. But he kept going. And then he got, apparently he got tired because he laid down 
and under a, a broom tree, and later an angel woke him and fed him. That's right. Same thing happened again. The angel woke him up and said, you have to eat because you've got a long journey and you won't make it. Yeah. But look what happened. For 40 days and 40 nights, Elijah sustained, was sustained by the, the food that the angel brought. But, but what's so remarkable to me is, and, and I'm not sure because it's, it's, sometimes it's said, and maybe we concluded, that the angel of the Lord is Jesus. Yes, I think it is. The angel of the Lord woke him up again. Mm. And then, now think about this, twice. He woke him up twice and fed him. Mm. Then, then Elijah runs into the wilderness and he hid. He hid in a cave. And then the Lord said to talk to him and said, Elijah, what are you doing here? Good question. And then, of course, Elijah had, had a, lot of, a lot of excuses and a lot of reasons to yeah. be there because his life had been threatened. That's right. And so he was hiding. But then God said, well, go out and stand on the mountain and I will show you when the Lord passes by. In verse 11, and he said, and God said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord and behold, the Lord passed by and a great strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks. So a windstorm that was so strong destroyed the mountain and the rocks. But the Lord was not in the wind. That's right. And after the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And then there was a sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, look what he did. He wrapped his face in his cloak. And he went back in the cave. Went out and stood at the entrance, yeah. Because he knew God was in the still, small voice. Yes, and think about when somebody whispers to you, and some translations say that, mm-hmm. what do we do? We, we lean in and we listen. That's right. We try very hard to understand what just happened or what that person just said. So uh, the, God demonstrated to uh, Elijah the, the power of the windstorm, the earthquake, and the fire. But then he whispered to him. That's right. <laughs> and he asked him again, what are you doing here? <clears throat> and then he said, go back. Go, go return. So this, I, think about, I think about often when, when, when doubts and fears and concerns uh, take place, uh, we, we sometimes forget. We, maybe we don't actually forget, but sometimes other things take take precedence and and, and change our minds. I know this month is uh, I know this this is June, and I'm no different than anybody else. I'm no different than Elijah. In the in this month is Lisa's birthday. That's right. And also Jessica's birthday. Yeah. And also our anniversary. That's right. So it's a big month. It is. So, you, so what we do is what we memories fill our minds, and some memories we cherish, and we nurture, and some memories they come and go. That's right. 
But at the, at the end of the day, we still have to be true to our God, and we have to be true to ourselves. That's right. So when, when we take a look at, take a look at ourselves, and, and friends, we, we see the prayer wall. We, we see the, the struggles that many of you are having, and we understand that uh, we are not alone. And and we, but I want, but I so fervently want to want you to understand that you're not alone either. That's right. God is with you. That's right. And God is with us as we suffer, and God is with us as we remember. That's right. But we also remember what the writer of Hebrews said: that none of us have suffered like Jesus did. That's right. To the point of suffer, to shedding of our own blood. That's right. So none of us in 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 our struggles. So and and, and I and I call to mind a person that I talked to a long time ago that was struggling with cancer and was 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 dying from it. And that person told me that early on they kept saying things like, "Why me? Why me? Yeah, poor me." And then till finally they changed their mind and they said, why not me? That's right. Why not me? And because they knew other people that were suffering as well. Yeah. So what, what I'm saying to you is this, no matter what we're facing, no matter how hard it is, we can, we, we can, we can, we can change our minds about how we look at it. That's right. And we have to. Because the bottom line is, those massive things are not going to stop happening no, in your not. life. No, they're not. Until you draw your last breath, there's going to be something. And so the question is, how do we navigate those things? Because it does seem like there's always fire and earthquake and wind. And that's right. How yes. do we learn to hear the whisper? That's, that's correct. And only and, and, and all 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 we have to say is yes. We have to say yes right. to Jesus. We know who he is. Right. And we have to say yes to God. That's we right. know who he is. And I know, and, and, and I know, and I understand, there may be someone in Syria, there may be someone in Turkey listening to us. Yep. And they may have great loss and great earthquakes that they suffered. Yeah. And there may even be someone in the Ukraine listening to us. Going through war. Going through war. And, and what our prayer for you every day is that the Lord will stay the hand of evil in that country. That's right. And that he will bless the children. And it's because of suffering, one of the things that we know in this world is that Jesus himself said it, that we would have trouble. That's right. That we would have suffering. And, but he said, don't be afraid because I've overcome the world. That's right. And remember in the new in the new creation, what will God do? Take away all tears? Wipe away all our tears, that's right. He'll take away our suffering and he'll give us peace. That's right. Because in our struggle today, you think, and you think about Elijah, this is a man that, that walked with God speaking to him. He walked with God speaking with him. You're that's right. right, that's right. He heard and I don't know how that took place. I, I have no comprehension. I've wondered about that many times because we, when we talk about the when we talk about the prophets uh, that 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 God used, 
God selected them. That's right. He, he knew who they were going to be before they were. That's right. Like Jeremiah. Yeah. And, and Jeremiah was thankful that God even knew him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, here even towards the end of uh, this passage here in uh, 1 Kings 19, God tells him, go back to the city, anoint Haziel to become king over Aram, anoint Jehu to become king over Israel, and anoint Elisha to become the prophet in your place. Like God had those people picked out. Oh, yes, They didn't he even did. know it yet. That's right. But remember, James himself said it, that Elijah was just a man just like us. Just like us. But he prayed fervently. What does that look like? That's when right. we pray fervently. And I think this is a great example, Tata. We're always talking about this idea that we talk about a lot in the new book, about hope being a verb. If, if you feel hopeless, the situation you're in feels like queen's too powerful for God and she's going to come get you or whatever it is. The, the cancer's too big. The situation's too scary. The loss is too great. The, the first component of finding hope again is to remember what God has done in the past. And for, yeah. for you know, for um, Elijah here, it was immediate, like it was yesterday. That's right. God burned up all those, all that stuff, and 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 proved that Baal wasn't a real god; that he was the real god. And then, just right after that, Jezebel threatens, and he becomes scared. That's right. And he, and ran. he loses hope, That's and he right. forgets. And the reason he lost hope is because he didn't use memory, right. and then he didn't use movement. He didn't move towards God, lift up hands, pray, call on God, ask God to do the same thing he had just done. Uh-huh. Right. He could have said, "God, take care of that person. She's right. she's tearing up your people. Yeah. Take care of her." And God probably would have. That's right. But instead, he forgot. So, yeah. friend, if you're if you're struggling with hopelessness, there's a lesson right here. It's memory and movement. Don't forget what God's done. Don't forget to run to Him. That's right. Well, look, look at Elijah himself. That's All right. he would have said had to say was, "God help me." That's right. Lewis says, "God help me right now." Don't you, Lewis? <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's hey, Harvey. He's got a ball. <laughs> I wish you could see them. Lewis always has a ball. That's right, Tata. It's a great example of how to find hope and how not to forget what God's done. And he's just like us. Absolutely. And we and, and Elijah, Elijah was a man of the same nature as us. That's right. Nothing had changed. That's right. And the bottom line, like you said, is we gotta change our minds about the situations we're in. Because the situations aren't usually gonna change, or no. at least not gonna stop happening. That's correct. Massive things are gonna keep coming. So the big question for us today, Tata. Is if we're going to change our minds so we can change our life, when do we start? Start today. We start today. Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarnmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.
Take me to the rock And take me to the rock And take me to the rock That is higher than I Take me to the rock Take me to the rock Take me to the rock That is higher than I Hear my cry Hear my prayer From the ends of the earth I call to you When I'm overwhelmed You have been A shelter for me, yes A strong tower from the enemy Take me to Sing like this. Come on and take me to 
that is higher.